you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Ohio State Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Tully. Thanks for joining once again, and thanks for subscribing and following along as we get geared up about 30 days away from Ohio State's first game of the season, ready to go, um, in full swing, trying to get locked in. We still don't know. We have plenty of questions about Ohio State right now. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. We don't know who the defensive playmakers are going to be. We don't know what kind of pass rush there's going to be. A lot of questions for the first time in a few years for Ohio State. Um, Certainly the talent is there. The recruits are there. The prospects are there. Um, But there's a lot of unproven talent outside of receiver and outside of the offensive line that is going to have to play a really big role this season, uh, particularly on defense. Before we get into it, just want to have a word from our sponsors. Thanks again to betonline.ag for supporting the pod. Um, If you want to go online and bet anything in the Olympics, particularly men's basketball, BetOnline has the odds for you. I think you can actually get them at minus 24 of the Czech Republic. Um, That game will start tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. if you're interested. Bet online, this place to be to get your action in, particularly with the fall coming up in Ohio State, getting ready for the fall football season. But first, there's a couple things. This huge story this week in college football is Texas and Oklahoma have both been voted in to join the SEC at the expiration of their contracts with the Big 12 in 2025. Huge move. Changes the landscape of college football possibly forever because it creates an opportunity for the Big 12 to you know, maybe add some colleges like Cincinnati or somebody around there. But now we're learning that the American Conference is coming for the Big 12 schools. It's going to offer them some lucrative deals, try to make themselves you know, a Power 5 size conf- conference. Maybe using Cincinnati and Houston and SMU as their, you know, big time teams, and then adding in the Big Twelve teams, you know, get a couple wins that can boost up those programs. Uh, I think it's a good move for Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, the Big Twelve has been really weak for a while now, outside of Oklahoma, um, but Texas obviously carries that brand name just like the Sooners. So um, the SEC does make sense. I'd be interested, and I, I think there's still plans in the works, and it's really unclear of, as to how they're going to go about this. But when you think about the SEC, you probably will end up with four, six, you know, four, fourteen pockets: Oklahoma and Texas in one, you know, LSU and Alabama in another, Florida and Georgia, and in then maybe they'll have like a cupcake one with Vanderbilt and Tennessee, or, or however you want to cut it up, Arkansas and 
not cupcake, but maybe not quite the Alabama scary. And then rotate where you play two other ones per season or you, you know, you mix it around and play a certain amount of teams. Um, but I do think it's an opportunity to mix things up. You know, Texas in particular doesn't get to play a lot of, you know, SEC schools as a whole. You know, they played LSU at home in that great Joe Burrow game in the national championship season for LSU. And that was really the last time Texas has been in a big-time game with real national title implications. And once they come up against Alabama and Georgia and Florida every year, and you know, even Texas A&M, who, who certainly has been stoking the fire a little bit for Texas ever since they moved over to the SEC from the Big 12. I think it's a really interesting thought when you look at college football as a whole now because it, it, it may be... You know, if we're going to the 12-team playoff, now it's going to be pretty tough to be one of those teams that gets in because there's four SEC teams right off the top where if whoever the second-place team in Alabama's division is is going to have a really good chance. The winner of the other three pockets or whether they do divisions, you could have an opportunity where you see, um, you know, three, four, five SEC teams out of those 12 playoff teams. It's certainly not going to be any Big 12 teams that you have to worry about with Texas and OU out, but this is also five or six years down the road, so not getting too involved, but I do think it makes it weird going forward for Texas and Oklahoma playing in the Big 12, competing for a Big 12 title, competing to be in the playoff as a representative of the Big 12, um, when at the end of the day, they're going to be in the SEC in 2025. Does that change for you and kind of in your opinion as the fan and as the watcher, does it change anything for you? You know, as somebody who watches Big Ten football and watches all the top 25 and watches anything that's on basically from 9 o'clock on Saturday morning until Monday night, um, or even Thursdays, so basically Thursday to, to Monday night, I'm watching everything. We're, we're, we're on top of it. But when you're looking at your own team, does it affect you at all from an Ohio State standpoint? I don't think it does. I think, in fact, for Ohio State, maybe if it does anything, maybe it waters down Alabama a little bit or it sets up the opportunity, you know, where these kids that have been going to Alabama, going to Georgia from Texas, um, maybe now they stick around, they go to Oklahoma, they go to Texas, they can get the SEC exposure, you know, they're both, or, you know, you can get your Oklahoma Jordan in the SEC, you can do that, you know, I know know that the branding is really important with the NILs, it'll be um, really important as well. You know, now that you have a Jordan team in the SEC, does that sway um, the way that kids think about coming to Oklahoma? Because now you get to play top competition, you get to play for a great offensive coach, um, and you're probably going to get a, a pretty favorable div- division placing as that goes down the line. And I wonder what it does imminently for both Oklahoma and Texas in the recruiting spots. Um, but I do think that will play out quite interesting uh, throughout NCAA football, and we'll have to see as you know more information comes out by the day. Um, how that plays out. The next, the natural next step in my mind is to think about what what would happen if the Big Ten faced a very similar pocket as the Big Twelve. Say Ohio State and Michigan both said, you know what, we're out. We're going to the ACC. We're going to go play against Clemson, or they're going to go, you know, down to the SEC and join that super conference. What would happen to the Big Ten there? Do you think that they would go and, and try to first off they wouldn't they would do anything to keep Ohio State and Michigan in the conference? It's the backbone of the conference. As much as it hurts to say that Michigan does play a role in that, um, you know, it, without Ohio State and Michigan, this isn't the Big Ten. It's just a, you know a regular college football conference with Penn State. If Ohio State and Michigan both decided to pack their bags and go somewhere else. I think you would maybe see, uh, you would probably see a collapse of the Big Ten. 
Um, not to say it's it's a house standing just on those two teams, but without those two teams, it's a it, the neighborhood changes a little bit for that house. It's not you know there's no longer a pool in the backyard. There's uh, you know you can't have a dog because you can't run outside. You're in a New York City apartment. It gets a little bit tighter in that house, right? Um, I don't I don't think you still have the the images of, of a national champion in that group as well without Ohio State, Michigan, and even though Ohio State has been you know the only team other than. Uh, Michigan State to go to the playoff. I, I, I just think the that prestige holds the co- the conference up, um, and that's what worries me about the Big Twelve because that Red River rivalry, those two teams going back and forth. You know, that's kind of the the geographic rivals. They're right there. There are a lot of rivalries in the Big Twelve, but there's nothing like Texas and Oklahoma, and it's similar to to the Big Ten where there are rivalries in, in the Big Ten, right? You can think about it in a lot of different regards. You can think about Ohio State and Penn State. You can think about Minnesota and Wisconsin in the battle for reciprocity. You know, uh, uh, the Eli Buck with Ohio State and Illinois. Uh, Rutgers and Maryland, or Rutgers and you know Maryland and Penn State. The uh, Chesapeake Bowl. But, you know, there's nothing that comes close to Ohio State, Michigan. And I think what the Big Ten has to do is be proactive and do what they've been doing the last couple years where, you know, stop getting in your way. Let Kevin Warren take a back seat. You know, last year you almost canceled football and you almost lost Ohio State then, right? Imagine if last year uh, the Big Ten followed through, didn't play football, and Ohio State reached out to the Big 12 and they said, sure, come along and play. You can come play our schedule. Why would they ever go back? I know they have the contract obligations, but once they're up, similar to Texas's, why wouldn't uh, and Ohio State go to a new conference, try some new teams. It would help recruit if you could play around in the, in that area and that you'd have your home games in Columbus. It would actually make things pretty easy to get those top-tier talents down low. It, it has already been, you know, great success. Ohio State's had, you know, some of their best players recently have been from Texas. You know, JT Barrett comes to mind. Garrett Wilson comes to mind. J.K. Dobbins. There's a ton of talent, especially even from outside, you know, the Midwest and the Northeast. Another hot-button issue in Ohio State football talk this week. Quinn Ewers, Ohio State's top quarterback prospect for next year, um, projected to come in and compete immediately as a starting quarterback next year, has expressed publicly his interest in foregoing his senior season of high school football and going straight to Columbus for the fall. Something that has not happened before. It's an unprecedented situation given the new NIL laws um, that are changing the landscape of college football as we speak. Because Ewers is a Texas high school athlete, he's not able to benefit from his name, image, and likeness in high school and is now considering, um, reportedly considering, joining Ohio State for the fall season. Uh, whether that would be in a redshirt capacity or in some sort of role um, is yet to be discussed and yet to be uncovered. Um, but it does change things up for Ohio State. If you get yours in Columbus this fall, even if he doesn't play, it's it's even faster to get him ramped up and possibly have him ready for next fall. If that's the rumor, right, that he's this all-world guy who's going to be able to come in and start pretty quick and pretty early on, um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities to think he comes in this fall, learns the offense, and next fall he's a starting quarterback uh, for Ohio State, particularly if McCord um, is not the guy for Ohio State this fall. He's probably the only one that would prohibit uh, Ewers from coming right in and starting if he had the talent and showed that the ability was there. So um, good on him, good on Quinn for evaluating all his options. We'll see exactly what happens. I think it would be exciting 
to see how it turns out and what it changes. But at the same time, top quarterback prospect in Texas, you know, maybe you want to take one more swing. Uh, you didn't get fans or, you know, they definitely had fans last fall in Texas and, and whatnot, but you could get one more fall season of packed stadiums, Friday nights. Um, I know there's a financial aspect to it and I get it. And, and that totally makes sense if that's what, but it's got to be hard to turn down a season of being, you know, the best quarterback in the state. Being a hero, being a local hero, being able to play, you know, in front of packed houses in your high school. And that's something you never get back. Um, so something to think about and something to see how Ohio State is able to manage that going forward. Moving on to the NFL, NFL training camps about all the way underway. One or two teams still not starting, but they will be by tomorrow to get camp going. A lot of early word out of Dallas in particular um, in a couple different Buckeyes. Malik Hooker, uh, one of the best college safeties in recent history, joining the Cowboys on a one-year deal uh, coming off the Achilles injury last year. He's a ball hawk. I think it's a great pickup for Dallas. They've been looking for a ball hawking safety since Darren Woodson retired. Um, and I do think that based on what we know about Malik Hooker and his ability to get the ball, to go up, to make plays, um, I think he could see a great year. And, I, and particularly, and I was talking to the former host of this podcast, Dylan Tyrer, about it. Um, and Dylan brought up a great point. He said, you know, he'll definitely get interceptions, but if you think about it, He's going to get to play against uh, Daniel Jones, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jalen Hurts. Right off the bat, if you're a starting safety, there's three or four interceptions built into just showing up and getting to play against those guys. So I, I think for Hooker, it's a great fit. Dan Quinn you know, is a great coordinator who's going to give Hooker the freedom to do a lot of different things in the scheme. So I think it's a great fit. It was something that was rumored for a long time. Hooker was waiting for the birth of his child and waiting to prove out he was healthy and there was some COVID protocol stuff. Um, but Malik Hooker is a Dallas Cowboy and I think that's a great fit. Also in from Cowboys camp, a thinner, more fit Ezekiel Elliott than ever before. Um, says he feels a lot lighter, feels a lot stronger. Um, and actually talked a little bit about the Mick Gangbang sandwich uh, from High Street getting a uh, double quarter pounder with cheese with a McChicken in the middle. Uh, highly recommend it. I'm sure he misses that. Uh, with his newfound fitness. Although he's in pretty good shape before. Also, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll move on from the Cowboys after this as well, but Noah Brown, um, who's been, uh, you may remember from Ohio State, had the four-touchdown game against Oklahoma and, you know, spots here and there, has been in Dallas primarily as a blocking receiver for the last couple of years. Um, did come on a little bit towards the end of last season as a uh, back-end receiver connecting with Andy Dalton. He's one of Dak Prescott's favorite targets. Um, he's had great reviews coming out of camp early and really needs to compete. They, Dallas has their three receivers set, and Cedric Wilson, who's their punt returner, and uh, you know a, a really good slot receiver. So those four guys are pretty much locked in, and it's been the last couple years. Is Noah Brown the fifth guy? He's always made the team. This year it looks like as well he's trending towards making the team, but uh, Simi Fahoku from Stanford has definitely given him a run for his money, uh, and as is Johnny Dixon, another Ohio State receiver who's trying to make his way onto the Dallas roster. I wouldn't be surprised to see Dixon on the practice squad for the Cowboys this season. And while we're on the NFL, the Madden ratings are officially out. A couple Buckeyes showing up with pretty nice numbers. The Bosa brothers, Joey at 92 overall, Nick Bosa at 90. They're the number 8 and 9 ranked edge rushers in the game. 
Cameron Hayward for Ohio State. He's still hanging around there. He's one of the top defensive linemen. They have him graded out as a 92, which is fifth. Aaron Donald, the top spot with a 99 overall rating. Pretty, pretty impressive there. Uh, we think more uh, about these Ohio State players. You have Michael Thomas coming in at a 94 overall. Ezekiel Elliott at an 88 overall. Still some uh, linebackers to be released. But Denzel Ward representing the Buckeyes at cornerback with an 89 rating. So there's a lot of places you can go um, to find Buckeyes this fall when you're looking to play some online Madden games. Uh, if you think about, of course, Dallas, you get to play with Ezekiel Elliott. You could be the Chargers and get to play with Joey Bosa. San Francisco, you could run with Trey Sermon and run with Nick Bosa. I'm sure most Buckeye fans are going to be uh, trending in the direction of playing with the Chicago Bears uh, to get Justin Fields out there in action or maybe... Uh, there's some Steeler fans as well who are going to bump Dwayne Haskins up to QB1 and run the offense that way. Uh, of course, you can always play with the Saints, uh, Taysom Hill, Mike Thomas, and, and see how it goes. But, you know, sleeper Ohio State Madden team might be the Washington football team. You're going to have to figure out what to do at quarterback because there's nothing more frustrating than playing quarterback in Madden with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, but, you know, you get Samuel, you got McLaurin, you got uh, Chase Young over there, which is just an absolute blast to play in Madden and you know you could control the new linebacker Jamin Davis as well is going to be awesome but I love playing with a good axe rusher uh, I will never play with the Washington football team as, as a Dallas fan but uh if you're if you're into that kind of thing I'm sure that's a great spot to check out and a great team to check out and that does it for this week of the Believe in Ohio State football podcast. Thanks once again to our sponsors, Bet.ag Online, for supporting the show and we appreciate your support of the show. We'll see you early next week. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.